Of all the ways we might cultivate our leadership to address this intensely changing time we face, for me, increasing my awareness, will, and compassion seem the most essential. Um, how might a heightened awareness of all that currently threatens life inspire us to act more boldly, more purposefully, and more courageously to shift our collective course? While life on Earth is calling to us in ways that are undeniable, mourning her cascading extinctions, toxicity, and loss of fertility, we can still choose to alter our direction and stretch ourselves and inspire each other to greater action. We could do it because it's the right thing to do, because it's just, or because it's needed, but for me, I'm motivated to do it because making a stand on behalf of what we most love, of the future years we yearn for, is the most fulfilling, joyful, and meaningful way to spend my short and precious life. I believe the way through is by reclaiming the underworld parts of ourselves, emotions that have been banished, trained away, and anesthetized, the anger, loss, and grief we have no rituals for anymore are needed, they're all needed, to heal our relations with ourselves, each other, and the sacred earth. Stories are medicine for our false isolation, a way to forge connection and community and help shift our course. And Scott Momaday said, we live in a house made of stories. Stories are the seed forms of culture we carry around within us. They define how expansively or how tightly we offer the gift of our lives. We decide how far we can go, how large a stand we're willing to make, or what risks we're willing to take based upon the stories we tell ourselves. Sometimes they stem from our family and social conditioning, and we carry them unwittingly, unaware of how they shape our lives. About 10 years ago, I began unearthing my own hidden stories. I discovered that I thought of myself as the woman behind the man. And as you may have heard, behind every great man is a woman rolling her eyes. <laughs> It was shocking to realize how self-limiting my inner narrative was. It required the reflection of a colleague, friend, and mentor, a savvy man whose opinion I trusted to help me believe in a new story to replace it. He told me that he saw my contribution as being of equal value in co-creating Bioneer's uniqueness. It took me a while to wrap my mind around this new narrative, but once I did, I understood that I held the keys to my own liberation. Gandhi said, social change occurs when deeply felt private experiences are given public legitimacy. When we share stories, they offer us insight to empathically imagine what an other may be thinking or feeling. They can encourage compassion between people who are different. When they are offered with honesty, heart, and courage, they can change us.
As we spread them, I believe we can shift our culture. Few things create connection more meaningfully than listening deeply to each other's stories. Most of us yearn for intimacy and deep relationship. My father used to say, it was the measure of a life well lived, how many people you had lovingly shared yourself with in your lifetime. The first thing babies do when they're born is to raise their arms to be held. And uh, some say, it's also the last thing people do as they're dying is to feebly attempt to lift their arms. When I learned about the grandmother who died with the hands of her family lovingly placed all around her body, their voices raised to create a swell for her to ride upon. I wept for wanting that when my time comes. Love is the most powerful force on the planet, not the superficial, anemic, or sentimental kind, but the kind that's fierce and bottomless and faithful, the kind that's connected to all we hold sacred. As we truly give ourselves wholeheartedly and lovingly, to serving whatever part of this magnificent web of life we most cherish, informed by our outrage, loss, and grief, but principally nourished by the power of our love and linked with each other, we will be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> My sentiments exactly. <laughs> no, go all of us. Um, and thank you. <laughs> In an anti-racism training for white facilitators that I took this year, I learned about Dr. Martin Luther King's vision of beloved community. He envisioned an interrelatedness, a kinship among people of all ethnicities, classes, spiritual beliefs, and tribes. His vision, offered in the way that it was, with personal passion and tenderness, deeply moved and inspired me, and my own commitment and resolve deepened as a result of it. My beloved community includes all the whales and the sea turtles and the salmon, the egrets, crows, otters, and bears. It encompasses jaguars and cougars and bees and elephants, antelope and giraffes. The beloved community I yearn for extends to all the creatures and the plants, the oceans, mountains, rivers, and fungi, <laughs> all of which are needed and all of which I consider sacred. Terry Tempest Williams in her book, Finding Beauty in a Broken World, speaks for such a diverse and wide-ranging community. She studies prairie dogs keystone creatures upon whom many, many more depend, and among the most likely to face extinction in this century. They're being widely exterminated across the Southwest. Hundreds are killed daily, shot for sport or fumigated in their burrows. They live in community, with mothers sometimes suckling each other's young. Prairie dogs have one of the most complex language systems of any animal yet studied, and they have this disarming habit 
of greeting each sunrise and sunset, standing upright and stock still, their paws in a prayerful position. Native peoples understood their place in relation to the land. When the government agents proposed getting rid of the prairie dogs from parts of the Navajo reservation, the elders objected, saying, if you kill all the prairie dogs, there will be no one to cry for the rain. Where their burrows disappeared, the desert became a virtual wasteland. The ground became hard-packed, unable to accept the rain. What ensued was flash floods, desertification, and erosion. No one was surprised but the officials. Terry writes, the story of the Utah prairie dogs is the story of the range of our compassion. If we can extend our idea of community to include the lowliest of creatures, call them the untouchables, then we will indeed be closer to a path of peace and tolerance. If we cannot accommodate the other, the shadow we will see on our own home ground will be the forecast of our own species' extended winter of the soul. We're all indigenous to some place and have community embedded in our cellular and ancestral memory. In some deep corner of our hearts, don't we all yearn for it? <laughs> but in a quest for certainty, seeking some illusion of safety, criticism and judgments reinforce our separateness. The invisible stories embedded throughout our culture lead us to ruthlessly rank ourselves and each other hardening our hearts to empathic connection. Arrogance is arrogance, Terry writes, and cruelty committed to a person or an animal is cruelty. I believe it is time in the evolution of our imagination to make a strong case for the extension of our empathy toward the other, to regard any animal as something lesser than we are, not equal to our own vitality and adaptation as a species, is to begin a deadly descent into the dark abyss of arrogance, where cruelty is nurtured in the corners of certitude. Daily acts of destruction and brutality are committed because we fail to see the dignity of the other. We're hearing many stories from each other, May we listen with open hearts and ready hands. May we shed our certitude at the door and practice not knowing. May the soil of our souls be sown with seeds that expand our capacity for compassion watered by the grief that strengthens our commitment and fired by the outrage that fortifies our will. May our roots entwine underground like aspen trees or seven sisters oaks. 
whose underground networks of connection offer the resilience to weather hurricanes and storms. May we leave each other with stories carried like seeds in our feathers to sow them wherever and with whomever we next land. May we savor together some visceral taste of beloved community, so nourishing, so enlivening, and so desirable that our hearts and hands take it on, and that the flaming light of our purposes will not be quenched. Thank you.